It's not fair. I sobbed. She was so young. Only 42. I don't understand how it happened. Why was she going down into the basement anyway? I don't know. No one knows, he replied, then drew slightly away and looked down into my face. She'd come to stay with me, but I wasn't in Connecticut last night. I was in the city for a Locke Foundation dinner. I got up at the crack of dawn and drove out to the farm, wanting to have breakfast with her, and also hoping to go riding with her later. When I arrived, the whole place was in an uproar. Aldred had found her body earlier and had called the police. I nodded, and before I could say anything, my grief overcame me once more, and fresh tears flowed. Sebastian continued to comfort me. He was so kind. At last I managed to say to him, Do you think Mother died instantly? I couldn't bear it if I thought she'd suffered. There's no question in my mind that she did die immediately, Sebastian said. She couldn't have suffered. Rest assured of that. You're going to miss her, Sebastian. You loved her too? Yes. I buried my face against his chest and held on to him as if he were the only thing I had left in the world. In a way, he was, and he was my safe haven. Sebastian stroked my hair, smoothed his hand down my arm, continuing to murmur gentle words. I pressed myself even closer and felt as though I were somehow drawing strength from him. We sat together like this on the balcony for a long time, and eventually a kind of peacefulness drifted over me, and my tears finally ceased altogether. But he made no move to get up, and neither did I. At one moment, I stiffened inside and held my breath, hardly daring to move. Something quite strange was happening to me. My heart was pumping rapidly. My throat had gone dry and was suddenly constricted. The blood rushed up into my face. I understood exactly what was happening, understood myself only too well. I wanted him to stop kissing my hair and kiss me instead. I wanted his mouth on mine. I wanted his hand stroking my breast, not my arm. I wanted him to make love to me. Without knowing it, he was arousing me sexually, and I discovered I didn't want him to stop. I did not dare to stir in his arms. I did not dare to look at him. He could read my mind. He'd always known what I was thinking ever since I was a little girl. And so I continued to sit there waiting for these extraordinary feelings to subside. I was confused and embarrassed. How could I be experiencing such feelings today of all days? My mother was lying dead in the morgue at Farmington. I shuddered inside. Sebastian had been her lover for over six years, and now I wanted him for myself. I shuddered again, hating myself for my dreadful thoughts about him, hating my body, which was so betraying me at this moment. Thankfully, at last, Sebastian's arms slackened, and he let me go. Tilting my face to his, 
He kissed me lightly on the forehead. He attempted a smile, looked as if he were about to speak, but remained silent. Eventually, he said in a low, concerned voice, I realize you must be feeling very much alone, but you do have me, Vivian, dear, and you mustn't worry about a thing. I will look after you. Ever since that day you found me in the gazebo, that first day we met, I felt protected by you, I replied, and meant every word. Again, he tried to smile, but without much success. After a brief moment, he said, He was such a lovely child. You touched my heart. And now he was dead, and no longer there to protect me.